for nearly two decades. The award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with Your Financial Editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And, of course, uh, as a podcast from iTunes. So um, I hope you're having a good weekend and um, the things are going well for you. I appreciate you taking some time to tune in uh, today. We've got some some good things to talk about, some really interesting top stories of this past week, some economic data. And also we're going to be talking about the importance of 401ks, 403bs, a lot of the questions that go along with those. Um, Also, we'll be talking about retirement income and the importance of making sure that you're going to have enough so you can truly enjoy that part of your life and uh, and not have to have any worries about uh, running out of income or not being able to live the way that you want to live after working so hard uh, your entire life. So all that is uh, and more is uh, is on the plate for you today. Um, we'll start with some of the top stories. Number one, I was uh, I was away last uh, weekend, so it was a um, uh, a best of replay. So I just you didn't get I didn't have the opportunity to wish everyone uh, uh, upcoming that happy Veterans Day. So I want to just uh, take a minute and thank everybody, uh, all the veterans, uh, those who have served and who currently serve. I really appreciate it for giving me um, all the the liberties and and freedom that I have. So thank you to all of you uh, out there. Really appreciate it. And actually that was a top story this week that I thought was really good that I wanted to share with you. Ford is donating $3.5 million to military charities through a new effort by its proud to honor program. And I thought that was really good to see, uh, proceeds from the program will be shared among the blue star families, guitars for vets, DAV, Disabled Americans, and um, Workshops for Warriors, Oscar Mike, Bunker Labs, and the Boulder Crest Foundation. So Ford's top marketing vice president, uh, a guy named uh, Mark Leneve, said that uh, the company's humbled by the sacrifices made by our military service members and their families. So just back in September, Ford started selling a line of proud to honor merchandise with 100% of the profits earned through December earmarked for charity. And then they teamed up with the country uh, superstar, as far as I'm concerned, Luke Combs, uh, to donate $25,000 worth of guitars to uh, guitars for vets that I mentioned. So I'm not real. I didn't look into that. I'm not sure if that's uh, a therapeutical uh, type of thing. Uh, but I just think it's great, and it was very, very timely uh, for uh, Veterans Day uh, this week and, and to have that announced. So on a, a different note, uh, we did get uh, some information from Asia this week. Um, basically, what we saw was the Chinese state media struck uh, kind of an optimistic tone in some editorials on Monday reacting to uh, Biden's lead and saying that relations could be restored to a state of greater predictability and it could start with trade. Imagine that. So um, in the, this, uh, this uh, editorial, it said it's in the common interest of people from both countries and of international 
community that China-U.S. relations become eased and controllable. So the Global Times, which is a tabloid published by the People's Daily, which is the official newspaper of China's ruling Communist Party, uh, had those things to say. And, you know, again, tensions between the world's two largest economies have intensified, uh, shaking up technology supply chains, trade relations. And for once, we were back in the driver's seat after decades of um, politicians and uh, corporations selling their souls, literally. So I don't know what's going to happen now, but I did see the Chinese yuan hit a two and a half year um, high against the U.S. dollar on speculation that uh, uh, Biden would win the presidency and that would equal softness on trade between us and China. So as I've been saying for, you know, for years and years and years, they lie, they steal, they cheat. Uh, they still haven't accepted the responsibility for the coronavirus originating in China and killing millions of people around the world. I mean, millions dead, millions sick, bankruptcies, divorces, domestic and child abuses, suicides, drug overdoses, loss of business. I mean, it's just the the carnage that has occurred from the virus that was spawned in, you know, in China and them not taking any responsibility. It's just it'll bend your mind. I just don't understand. Um, and then for people to, you know, to take up for them and to be on their side, which is what we're seeing with a lot of politicians. Like I said, there's a lot of uh, folks that have and are going to, if they haven't already, sell their soul uh, for personal gain. What we saw this week, perfect example, um, ByteDance, which is the Chinese parent company of TikTok, and if you don't know about TikTok, ask your kids or grandkids, depending on how old you are, and they'll let you know. Uh, but they filed a petition with the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals challenging an August 14th order from President Trump requiring the video sharing app to be divested by this past Thursday. So TikTok, again, they, you know, they're looking for blood in the water. They said in a statement that despite engaging with the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States in good faith to address its national security concerns, because that's what this is really about, uh, there's been no uh, serious feedback. And again, what they're really trying to do is just tread water um, and, and, and wait and see if, in fact, uh, Biden ends up in the White House. So in that court filing, ByteDance said it submitted a fourth proposal on Friday that contemplated addressing U.S. national security concerns. And that's what, like I said, that's what this is all about. That they, the, the administration knew that China was going to use all of the data that they gather on TikTok. Um, they were going to have all that and didn't, we don't know how it was going to be used, um, if it was going to compromise people. It was going to compromise national security. So it was the right thing for the uh, administration to to do this. And what happened is they said, look, if you want to operate here, we're going to oversee all of the security and what happens with data. So 
Oracle and Walmart, you may remember me talking about this, came forward and said, hey, we'll buy the U.S. piece of TikTok and we'll oversee the security and make sure that Americans uh, are protected. But now what we're seeing again is they're they're backing up on that because they think that they'll be able to get away with uh, continuing to run things here in the country without divesting and having um, American companies overseeing it. Also, what we saw this week to give uh, China um, a punch in the nose was President Trump signed an executive order prohibiting Americans from investing in dozens of Chinese companies that the administration says supply and otherwise support China's military. So I'll just ask you, I mean, would you want to invest in a mutual fund or ETF, an exchange traded fund or directly in the stock of a company with your money that supports Chinese military issues? I mean, I don't I've never I don't think I've ever would bump into anybody that would want to do that. So the order blocks American companies and individuals from owning shares directly or through funds, as I mentioned, that include about 31 companies identified by the U.S. as aiding the modernization of the People's Liberation Army, the PLA. So those firms, which include large state-run aerospace, shipbuilding, construction companies, technology companies. They basically enable the Chinese Communist military access to advanced technologies and expertise to help them expand the People's Liberation Army. And obviously we see it. They're taking a more aggressive posture around the world. They've been working on this for decades. China's come right out in your face and said, we're going to be the number one superpower. We're going to overtake America. We're going to be number one when it comes to the economy and the military. I mean, every way possible, they want to overtake us. So, you know, you can see why the uh, administration is trying to protect the country and individuals again from that happening. So I'm not sure how it's going to play out. But, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? I mean, there has been a bunch of craziness uh, this year, not just with the virus, but, you know, all the other stuff that's been going on. Um, and a lot of people are edgy. You know, they're they're concerned about themselves, their safety, their family, um, you know, the well-being for themselves and their family. There's there's a lot of concern out there. I'll give you a perfect example this week. Um The big-name shooting sports company Vista Outdoor reported over a year's worth of backlogged ammunition orders worth more than $1 billion. So all that came out recently when the CEO of Vista was on uh, a call uh, discussing quarterly earnings reports. And again, he talked about the backlog of ammunition, and he just said it's unprecedented for that company. He said that they currently have a year's worth of orders for ammunition in excess of $1 billion with demand far outstripping supply and inventory levels in the channel at all-time lows, and that they see that strong demand continuing. 
So an estimated 1.9 million firearms were sold in October this year. Just in October. That's a 65% spike from the same month in 2019. So, um, again, civil unrest, rioting, decrease of law enforcement uh, being, you know, they're not being supported by these spineless politicians being told to stand down, having Molotov cocktails thrown at them. They're getting burnt. They're getting beat up. They're getting shot at. So um, no surprise, again, for Americans out there saying, you know, I need to protect myself and my family because uh, these elected and appointed officials are too stupid to see, you know, the writing on the wall and how things actually should operate and function. So that's why we're seeing that. Uh, something else is going to be interesting The now that the election, um, well, it's not over for the Senate, right? So we have the runoff in January for those two seats in Georgia. But currently, you know, the Republicans have control of the Senate. Uh, and it's, of course, led by Mitch McConnell. They have an opportunity to fill two key posts at the Federal Reserve. I'm not sure if they're going to do it or not. It, it's This has been pending for quite some time. So there are, t there are currently two open seats on the Federal Reserve Board of Governors. So you see that President Trump nominated Judy Shelton and Christopher Waller for those positions. But neither has been confirmed by the Senate. They have the opportunity. They potentially confirm one or both of these while they're still assured the majority, although I think they're going to win both in Georgia unless more cheating goes on. Um, and that would help, you know, shore up the Federal Reserve so that hopefully not too much damage could be done if uh, things do change and um, you have, um, you know, different policies and different executive orders and, you know, whatnot. So I think that that would be uh, good. Personally, I think that would be good. I'm not sure if it's going to if it's going to happen or not. Um, but the, the Senate does have that opportunity to um, to make that happen. What I've heard is the kind of usual suspects, the Mitt Romney's, the Susan Collins, the Murkowski's um, have might have some issues with those two um candidates and maybe that's why they won't be able to get it done but I, I hope they try and i mean i hope it gets done but i hope they at least give it the effort so we're going to talk about some economic data and then like i had mentioned earlier uh some 401k 403b really important information so stay tuned for that
Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and available as a podcast on iTunes. Just look up uh, your financial editor. And um, as I mentioned, uh, not a whole lot of economic data to, to really uh, touch on. Um, but, you know, some was important. You know, people are worried about inflation because of all of the money that's been spent. Uh, all the taxpayer money that's been spent trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars because of the virus. So when you hear my frustration, uh, like earlier, um, the first segment about China, it's you know, obviously it's the the loss of life. I mean, I was talking to a physician the other day and he was even you know, discouraged talking about it because of all the people that have died alone without family. You know, babies being born where the dad can't be there if he wanted to be with his with his wife to celebrate that wonderful event in, you know, in their lives. They couldn't do it together. Older folks, you know, not, you know, grandparents not being able to see their their children and grandchildren and their siblings. So that, you know, that's why I don't, I mean, it, it's this is all China's fault. They could have handled it much, much better. And they just kind of kick the issue aside whenever it's brought up. And then, like I said, you look at the, the money that's been spent. You know, we've done shows on it already about our national debt. What's that going to do to us as a country? What's that going to do to our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren? So anyway, when it comes to all of that money slushing around and these idiots down, you know, inside the Beltway saying that they want another $2.2 trillion stimulus, relief, whatever you want to call it, knowing that so much of it is wasteful, not even focused on the virus. Um, with all that money, you have to worry about inflation. Sooner or later, we're going to have some issues with inflation. Now, what we're seeing so far is not a problem. You know, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, came out this week. Um, they were flat in the month of October, it showed, when I was uh, going over the report. So, you know, the CPI measures what consumers pay for everyday items, you know, groceries, vehicles, clothing, you name it. Um, so there were some higher costs for dining out and groceries last month, but they were offset by declines for items such as uh, clothing, some uh, furnishings, you know, for, for households. Um, and isn't that great to hear that in October, higher costs for dining out? For all of these people in the restaurant, bar, food services business, things were snapping back for them, having more activity, trying to stay open. And now, of course, we're hearing, you know, just the opposite, the rumbles about that. So what's that going to do? So and then the producer price index was up a little bit. That's more on the wholesale the PPI, um, more on the wholesale level of things. But, um, yeah, I don't, you know, these these businesses and then these politicians talking about 
clothing, uh, closing things down. Um, and you know, you always have these overused words, um, for disenfranchised and, um, racist, um, Nazi. And I think really this year you'd have to say science, you know, they, they make it sound like it's an, it's an absolute. And of course, Rational people know that you get 10 scientists in the room that aren't political, of course. You're going to probably get seven different answers or theories or ideas or strategies. So as I mentioned a month or so ago, I'm sick of hearing science until they can put exact before that word. Because that's what they're acting like. They know exactly what to do and they don't it's been proven i mean we've seen the results so um well you know we'll we'll have to see how these businesses are impacted as i mentioned you know what's going to happen with inflation one of the things that we've seen uh that really has been um welcome news is the employment situation improving uh, we know it was decimated in March and April in particular. So again, I was talking to uh, someone, you know, that worked for a company, and in one day they laid off 5,000 people. So in one day. So obviously devastating to each individual, and we were, we're talking about millions of people that it happened to, um, again, because of China. So, I mean, you can call it whatever you want or spin it or um, but you, you always have to come back around to truth and who's really accountable. Um, but anyway, as far as the jobs picture goes, on Thursday, as we always do every Thursday morning at 830, you get the initial jobless claims report from the Labor Department. And it showed that applications for unemployment fell sharply uh, last week. They were down by about 48,000. So, I mean, that was great. Continue to see that improvement in the labor market. And actually, the number of people collecting unemployment benefits through regular state uh, programs, which covers most of the workers out there, was down 400,000 from a week earlier. People were getting back to work until now, probably, because of uh, what's being announced. And that, you know, the jobs information follows that really good GDP number that we got, showing a record 7.4% growth in the third quarter, a 33.1% annual rate, uh, according to the Commerce Department. Activity in manufacturing and the service sectors rose in October. U.S. consumers have stepped up spending, commerce data shows. Really, really head it in the right direction, I guess. I mean, now it's the wait and see. And does it, you know, you've got these people saying, what, four to six weeks shutting down? I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I mean, they may try, but I know there's millions and millions and millions of people out there who just won't have it. The whole two-week thing, flatten the curve, America was in. America was in, and then when they 
kind of looked over their shoulder and it's a month, two months, three months, four months, five months, they're done. They're just totally done. <laughs> so um, we'll see how, like I said, what happens to this data going forward. It's been so good since June. Um, you know, mortgage applications, they were mixed last week, which they've just been on fire. Uh, the refinance index is up nicely. Um, you see a lot of activity in that sector. Uh, people wanting to get out of the cesspool cities that are poorly run and the lawlessness that goes on there. And, you know, they want to be out uh, in the suburbs or further out rural areas, you know. So you see a, a whole wave of change there as far as what people are thinking about, both for safety and also if they're going to decide that they can uh telecommute more often because of what's been uh, done uh, because of places, you know, businesses not letting people in their doors and um, those that continue to be employed, if at all possible, you know, they were able to work from home. And then that gets back to the ridiculous essential uh, workers. And I mean, again, everybody that wants to get up in the morning and support themselves, have pride as a, as a working American, support their family. They're all essential. Um, you know, what we've learned is how many of the people that are talking to us about certain things aren't essential and, and how wrong they, they've been. So, oh, the other thing I wanted to share real quick before we get to the news break was um, – we did get a report this week from the National Federation of Independent Business. Those small businesses out there, the, the backbones of the country that are just hopefully not going to break uh, because of what's going on. But the optimism index remained at 104 in October, unchanged from September, historically high reading. Four of the 10 components improved even more. Now, I'll have to say the NFIB chief economist, Bill Dunkelberg, who's been on the program before, actually uh, just, I guess, three or four months ago, said that leading up to the uh, election, small businesses continued to focus on stabilizing their businesses, but they were uncertain about the future economic conditions due to government regulations on all levels. So here, like I said, they fought their way back. Not all of them. A lot of them are um, closed up for good, never to come back. But a lot of them have held on, and they're fighting their way back. And now they're just so worried about what's going to happen um, going forward into the the rest of this year, into uh, 2021 also. So we'll keep an eye on that. Back in a minute. WFMD and WFMD.com. Now. 
WFMD News. The number of coronavirus cases took a big jump statewide and locally. The Maryland Health Department reports as of Friday there were more than 161,000 COVID-19 cases since the pandemic began. That's an increase of over 1,800. There are more than 4,100 deaths as of Friday, 12 more than from Thursday. In Frederick County, the coronavirus cases have jumped to more than 5,400, 68 more than the day before. The number of deaths remains at 132. Frederick County has enacted additional regulations regarding face coverings and social distancing as ways to slow the surge in COVID-19 cases. Meeting as the Board of Health on Thursday evening, the County Council and County Executive adopted a resolution requiring face coverings for all persons age 5 and older and restricted occupancy of bars, nightclubs, breweries, distilleries, and tasting rooms to no more than 25%. Churches and other houses of worship cannot exceed 50% of their capacity. Councilman Phil Dacey cast a lone no vote. I really think it's a disservice to the people in Frederick County that we're passing this in the dark of night without public comment when we certainly have other options to be able to um, to be able to gather public comment and make better informed decisions. And so it saddens me tonight that I won't be able to support this regulation. Council President MC Keegan Air responded. I do want to just say as an aside that the governor has never taken public comment on any of the directives that he's put forward. So I just think that needs to be said. This measure take took effect at 5 p.m. on Friday. And Benny's Hill Road between Harley Road and Catoctin Creek is open. The Frederick County Office of Transportation Engineering says the road had been closed since early September to allow a contractor to do road reconstruction. I'm Kevin McManus, WFMD News. News. I'm Karen McHugh. President Trump says a coronavirus vaccine will be widely available come springtime. Days after Pfizer announced 90% effectiveness in late stage trials of a coronavirus vaccine, President Trump predicted emergency FDA approval shortly in distribution of a vaccine within weeks. This far exceeds any and all expectations. Nobody thought they'd get to that level. With coronavirus cases surging in some places at record rates, President Trump asked Americans to remain vigilant but says his administration administration will not be issuing nationwide lockdown mandate. Fox's Jared Halpern. Meanwhile, a Democratic lawmaker says we can't wait till Inauguration Day for a federal response to the disease. We need to not lose the next 68 days, but rather to make progress along the way. And there's all of the things that have been discussed. California Congressman John Garamendi on Fox. America is listening to Fox News. It's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. You boys ever met a real country girl? Talking true blue. Out in the woods. Down home. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. Also, uh, as a podcast on um, iTunes. So um, help yourself to that. Thanks for being with us today. I appreciate it. And uh, excuse me, right before the break, I forgot to tell you our latest uh, uh, complimentary uh, guide for you is titled, Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes in Retirement? Which is actually what we're getting ready to talk about there. Americans in their 401ks and 403bs and whatnot. But uh, just go to murrayfinancialgroup.com 
It's right there on the uh, home page. You just click the uh, instant download button, and that complimentary uh, report is, uh, you know, is is uh, sent to you. So again, it's titled "Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes in Retirement?" and um, help yourself. I, you know, that's why we put them on there so it'll be helpful as far as your uh, financial and uh, retirement planning and to make you think about some things that maybe you haven't considered yet. And, and like I said, just to be helpful. So murrayfinancialgroup.com, click on that instant um, download button and uh, you'll get that complimentary uh, report uh, instantly. So, you know, a recent survey found that working households experiencing financial strain due to the virus have not been inclined to make withdrawals from their 401ks to help make ends meet. And I thought that was really a, a positive uh, piece of information to share with you. In fact, the vast majority haven't even changed their rate of contributions. They continue to, uh, to save in their 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, Roths, um, you name it. So um, it looks like households have been relying on the old standbys of surviving during economic decline, like uh, cutting back on spending, which we saw people actually using some of their savings or an emergency fund, if you will, hearing a lot about that. Some folks had to use credit cards. Uh, it was That was a necessity. But yeah, they really, we didn't see uh, too much uh, as far as withdrawals from the 401ks. Um, now, again, this has been a cruddy, cruddy time since the virus uh, appeared and made its way into the United States. I mean, you've got people that have besides all the other stuff I spoke about earlier with the death and the illness and the loneliness and all of the, you know, the drug overdoses, et cetera, suicides, mental health problems. But you know, people have canceled vacations, you know. Uh, you know, they're, they're, as I mentioned earlier, they mentioned earlier, they, they don't they haven't been spending nearly as much money going out to eat or for other entertainment activities, even though that uh, stuff I shared with you just a, a little bit ago about um, people going out more to eat in October, you know, you finally started to see that turn and things were looking pretty good. September, October, really gaining some momentum. But like I keep saying, we'll have to wait and see if that happens or if it's if it's messed up. Um, some people are keeping their college students out of school for a semester or two, or at least they're taking the online route and saving money on room and board. You know, people are doing whatever they need to do. And again, that's something else. These poor students. Um, I mean, I feel badly for all ages, but it seems like the the little kids are really getting the the short end of the stick on all this. And it's such a shame. Uh, it really is. I mean, our one, uh, our youngest, our daughter, you know, she graduated from high school this year. There was no prom. There was no class night. Um, no graduation. No graduation. Um, now, two weeks before they were supposed to graduate, 
there was a real big protest across the street at the mall. Um, I didn't, I didn't really get that. The county executive was there. Uh, but, you know, I, that didn't make any sense. He could be there for that. I live in Harrah County, by the way. It's where our children go to school. Um, he could be at the Columbia Mall across from Meriwether Post Pavilion with a ton of people protesting and chanting and trying to make themselves feel relevant and important. And I don't know if you've ever been to Meriwether Post Pavilion, but it's all outside. And our other two children, uh, both our boys, you know, they had their graduations there. Plenty of seating for everybody. And it's an outside venue, but you couldn't have graduation. Isn't that, pretty, isn't that just stupid? Really, really stupid. So, yeah, people, you know, kids aren't going to college. Our daughter's doing her college online. Um, but anyway, the, the virus offers kind of an ideal scenario, if you will, to demonstrate the importance of diversifying retirement savings accounts. So some workers may defer as much salary as they can into a 401k to help reduce their current income taxes. Good for you, by the way, if you're doing that. Others may spread those uh, contributions over a work retirement plan or an IRA, you know, something different. But there are a couple of strong reasons to consider also including a Roth IRA in the mix, depending on your age and what you're really trying to accomplish. But, you know, Roth contributions don't offer a current tax deduction. But remember that there are no tax consequences when you withdraw the money. So those funds have the opportunity to uh, grow tax-free and you're free to tap your contributions without penalty um, later, you know, in, in life for your retirement and to supplement your household income. But, you know, if you're going to do that, make sure you check with your accountant uh, and understand the um, all the ins and outs that go with um, with whether it's a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA or 401k Roth 401k contribution. You know, make sure you understand the how that's going to impact your taxes. Um, and you know, the other thing about the Roth is the Roth. Excuse me. Is right now, income tax rates are historically low because of what the administration did in 2017. So you can take advantage of maybe considering that Roth because. Um, Taxes are lower, um, so that that taken into consideration, as I said, also, and just check with your accountant on that. But the the Labor Department also proposed a new rule this summer, and um, the rule would require pension and four hundred one k plan wealth managers to always place economic interest ahead of. Um, you know, some of their social interest. So you're hearing a lot about investing in the environment and corporate governance and social issues. Fine. You know, if it makes sense to invest in a renewable energy company because their technology or their product or their service is good, fine. I mean, that that makes sense. 
But you have someone that's um, investing your money because they're doing it more on a social basis to make themselves feel good or to, you know, um, basically put money where they shouldn't be putting money. That's a bad scenario for you potentially. You know, that their job is to make you as much money legally as they can. It's not for them to use your money for their pet projects or for their uh, social beliefs or whatever it may be. So it's, it, I thought that was really good that that came from the Labor Department um, to make sure that um, these money managers were keeping your best interest in mind all the time and not utilizing um, – your money, uh, you know, for for their benefit or their friend's benefit or whatever it might be. So um, you have to keep that in mind for sure. All right, quick break. Uh, Again, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. Are you paying too much in taxes in retirement? Uh, That's a complimentary download for you. It's right on the homepage. Just uh, click that. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about retirement income itself. You know, are you going to have enough and the importance So that'll piggyback on the 401k and Roth and 403b stuff that we were just kicking around. So stay tuned. Her day starts with a coffee and ends with a wine. Takes forever in getting ready. So she's never on time for anything. She gets that come get me look in her eyes. Well, it kind of scares me the way that she drives. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor, Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and as a podcast on iTunes. So um, kind of wrapping things up in this last segment, we were talking about, uh, oh, by the way, that um, complimentary download, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. It's right on the homepage for you. Uh, just click on the instant download tab. And it's uh, titled, Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes in Retirement? I hope you find it helpful. And, um, yeah, we were talking about 401Ks, 403Bs, and just different things with those plans and how uh, the American workers have done a great job uh, not having to uh, touch those plans, even though it's been a a crazy year and everybody's um, finances have have been impacted. You know what? Some, um, I'll have to say, too, for the better. You know, there are certain industries and professions and um, the and demand out there for certain things that people wouldn't have anticipated. And actually, some folks are uh, thriving in what's going on. The mo- the bulk of folks aren't. But um, so I, I have to say that's out there, too. But uh, anyway, we're talking about all those accounts, the importance of participating in them. Um, And then that kind of leads to retirement itself. And the main question 
when you're planning for retirement is will you have enough retirement income? Uh, that That's really, you know, what it comes down to. And this isn't something that people want to guess at. You know, they want to have some type of certainty so that they can really live retirement the way they want to live it and also have um, confidence that they're not going to uh, run out of money. So, you know, one of the things you do is you identify how much do you spend right now? And you basically put pen to paper for uh, and looking at the last six to 12 months in particular and say, you know, what are we spending money on? Because this is our current lifestyle. We'd like to continue our current lifestyle. So how about groceries? How about birthday gifts and Christmas gifts and eating out and um, cell phone bills and all of the stuff that we spend, our pets, right? I mean, all the stuff that we spend money on, hobbies, dues. So um, you want to make sure that you have an understanding of how much you're spending. And then you kind of look at retirement and say, how much differently do I think I'm going to live in retirement? You know, how's that going to impact your lifestyle. Well, maybe you're not driving as much because you're not uh, trekking up and down 270 or Route 70 or whatever it might be if you have a commute. So, okay, you look at that as far as, you know, one of your costs, your energy costs might go down a little bit. But there again, what if you want to travel more? Because you're retired, you have the time, you might want to take an extra two or three weeks to travel or you may want to fly more to see family um, even if they're short trips you know that the flights you know and maybe hotels or whatever it might be all those things add up so you want to you know you want to look at that and and get a good idea of the uh, the potential impact there and then will family issues affect your spending you know sometimes kids or grandkids, even though we want them to be, when they're grown, you know, gainfully employed and pursuing their own dreams and, you know, having a, a wonderful life, it may change. What if all of a sudden, you know, you get, uh, you're not an empty nester couple anymore and you have kids or grandkids living with you? Well, that's going to impact your monthly expenses, right? Because of more food, um, and other things. So you kind of have to take that into consideration as well uh, as a potential uh, issue that might affect your retirement. One of the things that's really, really hard to do, but that you want to try to as best as possible, is will your taxes be higher or lower in retirement? You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, when I get older, um, I won't pay as much as income tax as well, depending on where your income's coming from. Uh, and if you're not going to drastically change your income from where it was pre-retirement, you could be looking at paying about the same amount in taxes. Because remember, if you have your 401k or your IRA or your 403b, 
um, those non-Roth accounts are going to be taxed when they're withdrawn because no taxes were paid on those. So that could impact your um, your taxes in more ways than what a lot of people kind of think. So keep that in mind. What about inflation? Well, who wants to talk about inflation? I talked about it a little earlier with the consumer price index and the producer price index, but when you, you know, to actually sit and talk to someone about inflation, their eyes glaze over, right? <laughs> you just think, I, it's just like this big black hole. But you do have to say, okay, what costs a dollar today is not going to cost a dollar 10 years from now and not 20 years from now. So the cost of living does go up. That's inflation. So you want to make sure that you have the money to keep pace with inflation so that you don't have to downsize or cheat on your uh, expenditures. So that's really, really important. And then, of course, how long are you going to live, which we know that that's not up to us, but the man upstairs. But, you know, you really should take into consideration uh, your health and, and also uh, on um, both your mom's and your dad's side of the family as far as longevity. Uh, some people will say, you know, I'm not going to worry past uh, 15 years or whatever. Well, you, that's that's kind of short-sighted with all the changes in medicine and diets and technology. Um, boy, you know, things that used to be you're a goner if you got it. Now they're managed and people live decades so, you know, you want to make sure you don't run out of retirement income. And the best way to do that is to plan and to consider all those uh, things and others that I just mentioned. And I would go on talking more about it, but I'm out of time. So uh, we'll wrap things up. Thanks a lot for joining us this weekend. I appreciate it. Again, the free uh, uh, takeaway for you, go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. Um, you'll see the tab for you click on for instant download it's on the home page it's titled are you paying too much in taxes in retirement and that uh, like i said is complimentary and i hope you find it helpful i'll talk to you on the morning news express 550 650 750 every weekday morning those are live updates that uh that we uh, have for you and then we'll be back here um next Saturday for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. So enjoy the rest of the weekend. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930. WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. 7 o'clock.